The scripture this morning is 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 15. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. This is the word of God for the people of God. I don't believe I've ever longed for the coming of the day of the Lord as much as I have in the past nine months. I was ready for Advent's arrival. I've been ready to sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, for weeks. It seems like each new day I find myself praying, Come, Lord Jesus with an involuntary heavy sigh, or I'm humming, come thou long expected Jesus. The prophet Isaiah prayed to the Lord, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. I think we might have an inkling of how that desperate prophet felt. I keep intending to take a few days of fast from the news for my spiritual and emotional health It's beyond hard to hear about the climbing daily death tolls of the COVID virus. And it's aggravating to hear the biting words of politicians. And it's heartbreaking to see images of long lines of people waiting for food and mercy. And of course, as a pastor, I hear the stories of the pain of people I know and love. And I find myself whispering, Come, Lord Jesus. Now, we can all agree that 2020 has been a bittersweet year, one for the history books, as they say. And we can understand why in times of anguish, some communities are inclined toward apocalyptic visions of the end of the world. Cataclysmic language gets at the terror we feel. We cry out for release and we long for God's coming to set us free when we're suffering. Last week's scripture from the Gospel of Mark was filled with apocalyptic images. The community of faith to whom Mark wrote looked to the end of suffering. They latched on to the promise that Jesus would return and bring judgment to the earth and that their persecutors would receive what they deserved. Our scripture today from the second letter attributed to Peter, replays this same hope for the coming of Christ 
and the liberation of the community suffering. The community was facing naysayers and critics mocking their conviction that Jesus would return in their lifetime. And with each passing day, month, year, the church faced attrition. People were leaving. People were increasingly cynical. Their moral fortitude waned, and they were turning to all sorts of debauchery. And the author was trying to recalibrate their expectation of time and to correct their behaviors. His words encompass all the themes of Advent, waiting and patience and suffering and hope-filled expectation in times of darkness. Now, we find ourselves in the Advent story this year. Every day we seem to be living between the already and the not yet of Christ's coming, between the suffering of today and the hope for tomorrow. Christ has come, Christ will come again, the liturgy sings. We hold a strange joy in our hearts, knowing the story of God's redemptive love for the world coming to us in a vulnerable baby. And on our best days, we strive to live out that story of love toward our neighbors. And at the same time, in that quiet place inside of us, we witness the world burdened with injustices. In hushed tones, we pray for Christ to come again, to usher in the visible reign of God's final kingdom of peace. We wait for a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home, the writer said. This year, we watched the ongoing worldwide impact of the COVID pandemic and its apocalyptic nature. Apocalypse means a revealing. And we are seeing what is being revealed about ourselves, both good and bad. This Advent, the message of waiting and patience can be felt in our bones. We waited for the most contentious presidential election to come and go. And yet here we are, four weeks out, and we're still waiting for it to be over. We've been waiting to be unconfined to our homes. We've been waiting for our kids to be back in classrooms. We've been waiting for our extended families to be able to gather to celebrate meals around tables, not laptops. And I yearn for long, leisurely coffees in cafes. We wait for release from this liminal state of the already and the not yet. Advent has come at just the right time, for it teaches us that we must wait and be patient in our waiting. The late Henry Nouwen makes the distinction between passive waiting and active waiting. He said, waiting for God is an active, alert, joyful waiting. Waiting patiently is not like waiting for a bus to come, the rain to stop, or the sun to rise. It is an active waiting in which we live the present moment to the full in order to find there the sign of the one we are waiting for.
It takes patience, now it adds. And the Latin verb for patience means to suffer. Patience means to suffer. And we are becoming good students at being patient. Patience, suffering, and waiting are what it takes to live in the present moment. And they are intertwined, and they require spiritual discipline. Patience is not a peaceful, easy feeling. And active waiting requires us to release our anxiety over outcomes. In our current situation, we have to hold loosely our desire to know when precisely this pandemic will end. Medical experts are treated like modern stargazers, expected to give us their predictions, to interpret the charts, to tell us when life will open up back up. We hang tightly onto their forecasts about vaccines and stock markets, only to ride the waves of hope and disappointment. It's difficult to keep our spirits from growing weary and to stay alert this Advent. But if we tire too easily, we risk missing God's coming to us in those holy and surprising moments in a backwater stable on a dark night, God came. And God promises to come to us in the dark times and to attend to us on the difficult paths we travel. In the midst of our confusion and disorientation, in the midst of our loneliness and our grief, in the midst of uncertainty and doubt, God comes. We can be sure 2020 is providing us the compost to fertilize our personal and collective growth. However, the Holy Spirit's transformative work may not be visible until until we're able to look back upon this time when hindsight is truly 2020. That expression will forever carry new meaning. It takes patience and preparation for our soul to feel its birth. The winter season is upon us just as surely as Advent has arrived. Winter has a gestation quality. The land lies fallow. The trees stand bare. The world appears to be slowly expiring. And even though maturation isn't always visible, we trust that roots are growing deeper. And God willing, we are maturing during this pandemic because God will not waste a good crisis if God can use it to produce growth in us. The strong, deep roots we are developing will give us stability and make us resilient to the advent of the next difficult season. Therefore, beloved, While you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, the writer said. Advent invites us into the story of expectant waiting and quiet patience. We are faced day to day with the paradox of present suffering 
and the hope of liberation we cling to in Christ. There's a line I love from the Christmas carol, O Holy Night. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Indeed, let the weary world rejoice, for Christ has come and Christ will come again. Live into hope, beloved. Christ has promised to make all things new. Thanks be to God. Amen.